apologize for us missing that in the bulletin, but it is uh, here uh, in our reading tonight or in our hearing one day in thy house. I want to thank Brother James. I tried to peg him and I, I got him Psalm 84. That was the one I wanted him to read tonight. And uh, he read it. I figured he was right there. I was like, oh, I'm timing him right. Because that is our topic for tonight. Um, this is our, our text, Psalm 84. It is good that you are here with us. We thank God for you being here for your presence and we know that God is blessing you as God is blessing us as well. Let's go to God, to God in prayer, please. Dear God in heaven, heavenly Father, magnificent and awesome, holy and true, the only true God, the maker, provider, and sustainer of all, we come to you in prayer with humbled hearts, thanking you for the tremendous blessings and your gift of love. Lord God, your amazing plan that you have put together to save us. We cannot thank you enough for thinking so much of us. For you remembered, Lord God, our frame, that we are but dust. Yet you love us so very much. Thank you for allowing us to be your children. For our names being recorded in heaven, for knowing us personally. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for that amazing decision from the Godhead to save humanity. Made from the days of eternity. Before the creation even was. We thank you. Please accept our worship this evening. In Jesus' holy name we pray and thank you to be that will. Amen. The context of Psalm 84 is a son of Korah. He is a choir director uh, from the early days when David established a choir. And he's writing a psalm, and this psalm is a longing for God. And I thought that tonight was a good night to think about Christians. And I pray that all Christians have this longing for God. I'm not sure that it's true, but I pray that all Christians will have this longing for God. So in Psalm 84, for some reason or another, we're not told why, but this choir director, this priest, um, has been restrained from public worship. We don't know why. There's some kind of restriction or limitation in this normal public service of worship. And this priest of God, by the way of inspiration, writes this psalm. In verse 1, he says, How lovely are thy dwelling places, O Lord of hosts. He opens up this Psalm with saying that everything or every place that God dwells in is lovely, beautiful, magnificent, superb, absolutely awesome. And then in verse 2 he says, My soul long even yearn for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. 
So here comes this yearning, this, this passion to be with God. He says, I'm yearning for God, to be in God's courts, to be in God's presence. And when he speaks of courts here, he speaks of even being on the outside of the temple. Just being somewhere in the presence of God. His passion is for God himself. And you know what happens in life? We don't really, maybe maybe we don't truly miss things until they're gone. Right? We take advantage of so many things. I used to talk to my brother John uh, down down in Soldatna and he's, he's missing a finger. And then we, we, there's lots of jokes about that. But anyway, uh, and you know, even Brother Gary from, uh, past from here. They can talk to you about things that we would never understand. The things that we take advantage of, even one finger. Things, things really are missed when they're gone. And so for some reason, this public worship assembly is gone. It's set aside. Something has gone wrong. It takes a period of growth and maturity to develop this spiritual mindset to where, brethren, at some point during this pandemic, if it hasn't already occurred, there has become this yearning for God. Where, where you are in your heart yearning and you have this earnest desire to get back here to worship God together as an assembly. But what's happened in the hearts of some is we found a new comfort zone and said, well, I'd rather stay home. And that yearning, that longing, that feeling of, 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 of separation from God, if you will, isn't there. Not, not, not to say that being at home, we're being separate from God. Understand what I'm trying to say. That normally as God has designed it, He's designed for us to be together in worship. But there are times when we have to be separated. And this is one of those times. And also, in Psalm 84, for whatever reason, there is this separation. And in verse 3, listen to what he says. The bird also has found a house. And the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. Even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. So here's what the psalmist does. The psalmist is viewing the outside court or the temple. And he sees a bird's nest. And then he looks at that bird's nest with a type of envy, jealousy, if you will, saying, I wish... I could just be in that bird's nest. He, he says, I, I'm separated right now, but that bird has found its way. And I wish I could be like that bird and find my way to be closer with God today. Another psalmist in Psalm 42, David says, As a deer pants, for the water brooks, so my soul, my soul longs or pants for you. This Tonight what I'm trying to do in this lesson is I want to uh, encourage each one of us to take a good, strong, and positive spiritual look at ourselves. And ask ourselves, 
do I still have the same longing for God? It doesn't matter where we're worshiping right now, whether we're at home or in this building, but is that same yearning desire to worship God, that same thirst, hunger and thirst for righteousness, is it still present in our hearts and our service to God? Verse 4 says, How blessed are those who dwell in thy house. They are ever praising thee. And so the, the... the, the psalmist is saying, there's a blessing in praising God. There's a blessing in it. And he says that the blessedness of dwelling in the house of God and praising God is one that is shared not, not just, if you will, by Christians, but even by Israel. In Psalm 122, and uh, the verse is one, that same idea and thought of the blessing of being with God. Psalm 122 in verse 1, the Bible says this, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad. You know, there's this desire, this earnestness, this, this, this strong, strong passion for Jesus. Have I lost that passion? Have I lost my zeal? Has Satan somehow infiltrated my mind? So much so to where, where I might say, I don't feel like I am worshiping God any longer. Brethren, we are. God is bigger than a pandemic. God is bigger than this building, right? We were worshiping God when we were all in this building. And when saints over in Yugoslavia were worshiping God, we were still one in Christ Jesus. God is not held by boundaries. And so I want to encourage you to ensure that in your heart and in your mind you never lose this thirst and this hunger for our God. To praise to praise our God and to bless our God. Look at verse 5 of Psalm 84. How blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. Whose heart are the highways to Zion? How blessed is that man? May I ask you tonight, as you turn to Psalm uh, chapter 1, do you still feel blessed by God? There was a time when a brother that I knew quite well called me long distance and said, You know it was a while ago because I said long distance. (laughs) Nothing's long distance today, right? (laughs) He called me long distance and he said, uh, you know, brother, I don't feel as close to the Lord as I used to. And we talked about that. Tonight my desire is to ensure that we remain close to God. That we have this spiritual maturity that is progressing in our hearts. Instead of this stagnation, instead of this complacency, this this longing and spiritual growth in Christ Jesus, remain strong in our hearts. That we still understand the blessing of being a child of God, the blessing of worshiping our God, the blessing of knowing our God. Psalm 1, verse 1, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, 
and in his law he meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, he prospers. What what has to happen in our heart, brethren, is that worship and blessing God and spirituality and spiritual maturity has to be purposed. In other words, it has to be something that you work on and you work with and you work through. It has to be intentional. Intentional. My day, when I wake up in the day and I begin my day, I must in, I must have the intent. But not just the intent along with the desire, but the follow through must be there. I must have the intent of serving God and blessing God today. Psalm 118. It must be purposed in my heart. Every day I must strive to grow closer and closer to God. Every day it must be intentional. Verse 8. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. It is better to serve God. Proverbs chapter 3. It is better to be in a relationship with God than anything else. It's better to be in the house of God. It is better to be in the proper mindset in this relationship with God than anything else. Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Trust in the Lord with everything that you can muster up in your heart. God is near. Right? God is near. It is better to be with God than any other place. Now this psalmist, Korah, is going to take us a little bit further into his mind. He's going to explain. Let's go back to Psalm chapter 85. He's going to explain kind of what he means when he says it's better uh, to be in the house of the Lord or the strength of God. It's better to rely on God than to trust or rely on anything else. Psalm 84 and verse 5. How blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, whose heart are the highways to Zion. So here it is. So now he's, he's getting into this, this thought, right? That, that all of my energy and all of my strength, I'm trusting in God, right? I'm trusting in God with everything that I can muster up within my heart and within my mind. And as I am on the highways of Zion, well, you know what happens on the highway to Zion, you, you, you may find yourself uh, weary. You, you may find yourself uh, uh, struggling. You may find yourself in despair on the highways of Zion. You may find struggles in your life. And listen to verse 6. Passing through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The early rain also covers it with blessing. So here, this word Baca, as you're traveling through Zion, you may have some weeping in your heart. In other words, life sometimes gets us down, but when your strength is in the Lord, 
you are blessed. Because God renews our strength and our energy and gives us the ability to fight yet another day. And we are instructed to take it one day at a time. So the, the writer is saying, I want to be with God so badly. Now here I'm on my way to be with God. Here's the thing that I have found. That I can go to God weeping. I can go to the temple weeping. Let's make it colloquial. I could go to the church house weeping and come out smiling. That's what God is talking about. Listen to verse 6. Verse 6 says, Passing through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The early rain also covers it with blessings. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, our O God, and look upon the face of thine anointed. You can come to the house of God weeping. You can go down uh, the streets of, of Zion with struggle and turmoil. But he says, if you put your trust and your strength and your energy in the Lord, you will walk away from that house smiling. Happy inside because your strength does not come from yourself, but rather the source is God. And when the source of our strength is God, better is one day with God than a thousand anywhere else. And isn't that what this is all about, right? Psalm 84, verse uh, verse 10, the text says, part A of it, For a day in thy court is better than a thousand elsewhere or outside what what would one day i I was thinking about this and i looked at the uh, you know thought and i thought what would one day with god be like and then i thought to myself any christian that asks that question there's a problem shouldn't we already know and and if we don't know perhaps we ought to research deep into our hearts and and look for reflect on that great blessing and gift of god Almighty, the psalmist preferred time with God, time in worship over everything else. So imagine that. The psalmist prefers time in prayer, time in Bible study, time in worship, in service, in fellowship with God and God's people more than anything else on the face of this earth. And he says, time spent with God is better than any other. There is nothing like spending time with God. One day with God is better than a thousand, than a week, than a thousand weeks, than a thousand months, or a thousand years anywhere else. Where else would you rather be? Listen again to the psalm. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand outside. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. I'd rather be with God than any other place. Church, where would you rather be? Where would you rather be? It, you know, back in... uh Brother Harris's days, they had shows on television, and they'd have part one and part two, right? And you you catch <laughs> you you catch part one, and you had to wait till next week to catch part two. 
And you couldn't think of any other place to be than, than to be home to catch part two. Right? <laughs> oh, and your days too. All right. What a blessing. Where else can you imagine being? I mean, you know, when, when Wednesday night comes along and, and Sunday morning and Sunday evening and any, and other opportunities come along, uh, now we're, we're zooming and we're doing other, when, when the opportunities are there, where else would you rather be than to be in a, in some kind of study? And not just, not just that, but a study at home and a prayer to God and in your own personal life and your relationship with God. Where else would you rather be? Does it bring joy to your heart? When you're ready to pray to God, or when you're ready to open up the book and you begin to study, does it bring joy to your heart? There's no other place I'd rather be. You see, I think what has to happen is you have to realize where you took yourself without God and remember those days in order to really realize how glad you are to be with God today, right? We've all been there, haven't we? Listen to verse 11, please. For the Lord, God is a sun and a shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, how blessed is the man who trusts in thee. No good thing does he withhold from us. I'm encouraging you tonight to, in Psalm 34, to... In your heart to find that joy that you once had. And maybe you have it. And praise God if you have it right now. But if you do not, to rekindle that love for God. To find that joy in your heart that you once had just to spend a day with God. So that during this pandemic, you can, you can encourage the faint-hearted. There, there are some folks who are struggling today with, with COVID-19 and, and there are folks who are struggling with other illnesses and there are still marriage problems and there's all kinds of stuff out there that people are struggling with. We've got to be people of compassion and mercy, but see God in all things and try to lift other people's spirit, encourage them and tell them the greatness and the blessedness it is to be with God. In this life and the one to come. In Psalm 84, 34 rather, excuse me, in verse, verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. For to those who fear him, there is no want. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. Do you believe that, church? Do you believe that? What other place can you imagine being than being with day a day with God or being with God? We encourage you tonight to surrender to God, to, to submit to Him in the waters of baptism. Contact us. And we will make those waters available by bringing you into this building and baptizing you into Jesus Christ, our Lord. That you can be with God from that day for the rest of your life. To be with God is better than anything else that you could ever imagine or ever know. How blessed it is for the man and woman to stay with God. God bless you. 
if we can help in any way, please make it known to us. We're going to sing a closing song in just a moment. And we pray, God, that, that sometime today you will contact the elders if you need prayers. Just contact us in some way that we might be there to help you in any way that you might have a need. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you for your time.